Hello and welcome to Verified Live. At least 1,000 Israelis are now known to have been killed in Hamas attacks over the weekend. More rockets have been fired today into Israel with the Israeli port of Ashkelon targeted in the past few hours. Israel has continued its campaign of airstrikes on Gaza for a fourth day. UN aid agencies have warned of the severe consequences of Israel's siege on the territory. The World Health Organization has called for a humanitarian corridor to be opened into the area. The families of Israelis taken hostage have been speaking about their agony today. The Israeli army says it's contacted the families of 50 soldiers seized by Hamas. At least 123 Israeli soldiers have been killed since Saturday. Well, coming up in this hour, we'll hear from a former senior minister in the Palestinian Authority. We'll also hear from an Israeli whose family members have been taken hostage and from Oxfam on the humanitarian situation in Gaza. But let's take a closer look at the attacks on Ashkelon in the last couple of hours. Our correspondent Anna Foster has been there in the city as those attacks began. The sirens went immediately. I think. Actually, I was just about to take you upstairs uh, out of the shelter um, because uh, we thought that there was the all clear. Uh, but again, I can hear just coming from upstairs the sound of the sirens once again here in Ascalon. Uh, you can see uh, there's people around me. I should just tell you a little bit more about where we are, actually. This is the, the centre of Ashkelon, uh, a shopping centre that at this time, it's just after five o'clock on, on a Tuesday here in Israel. It would be really, really busy. Uh, one of our local producers, the words he used were, um, you wouldn't be able to breathe in this place at this time on a normal weekday. It would be wall to wall. It would be packed with people uh, who just finished work, um, who were out for the, the evening. Uh, but instead, all of the shops up there are shut. There are still you can see people drifting down. This is basically an underground shelter, and it's Robbie, if you wouldn't mind, just um, around here. Um, they're all really well marked, so if you come into one of these areas, uh, you know where you have to go. So we were just outside at 5 o'clock when the sirens started. Uh, we came down the stairwell. There's a, a shelter right underground there. You can see, I'm just going to take you to this corner, and you can just sort of see up the stairs, because remember, people who live uh, in these areas, they are used to rocket attacks coming from Gaza. This is not something that they, they haven't experienced before. Um, I, I wouldn't say they were relaxed about it, but you know, they, they've, they've done this many, many times. Um, so they come into a place of safety where they get underground. You can see them starting to move out again. Well, right here, because we are so very close to the, uh, the perimeter, the, the perimeter fence from Gaza, this is something, this is an area that is within reach for Hamas rockets, essentially. So what they do is they, they send them right around this area of southern Israel, uh, and they put out the Al-Qassam brigades that the military wing of Hamas put out this warning earlier today, asking people in Ashkelon to leave by 1700 local time. And as I was just explaining to you, at 1700, uh, we were just outside, the sirens started straight away. 10 minutes or so ago, we've had the sirens twice, but I just want to show you, we lost the signal a little bit because we were obviously downstairs in that shelter uh, with the very thick walls. But look, this would normally be so busy on, uh, on a Tuesday afternoon. The shops are all shut. There's nobody here. I'm just gonna take you outside uh, so you can see just how quiet this place is right now. Um, a lot of people are choosing to, to stay at home. Some have left altogether, um, but a lot of people are choosing to stay, stay at home, stay indoors, stay places where there are shelters, where they know they can be safe. But look, it just gives you an idea, Matthew. If you look around here, 
you know, it should be a car park packed with cars. It's a, a beautiful sunny evening here in Ashkelon, less than 10 kilometres from Gaza. Um, but people here, they are indoors, they're in shelters, they're doing what they can to stay safe. Hannah Poster in Ashkelon. The Israeli military have taken journalists to a kibbutz today where soldiers have been removing the bodies of people killed by Hamas, including babies and children. Just a warning, we're about to show some distressing images from that area. A small community has been destroyed with bodies strewn across the area. Troops were unable to remove the victims until now because of the fighting and the need to disable booby traps. Israeli combat soldiers are still deployed in the fields around that kibbutz. Our international editor Jeremy Bowen is there and sent this update. These are combat troops from elite units and there is a high state of readiness here. You can feel it. The confusion in the Israeli army that followed the initial Hamas attack has gone now as they've come in and regained control of these border areas. It was tough enough for the Israelis to come in to recapture this area, these small border communities. It is a different order of military challenge to cross the wire, to get into Gaza, potentially to fight house to house at a time when Hamas will have made its plans and will be waiting. Well, we've gone straight to these live pictures from Gaza because as the light has dimmed, that is the scene. And we've seen this now for four days, these strikes in retaliation from Israel lighting up the sky. Some strikes there, uh, Israel says, on Hamas positions. But we know from the Palestinian authorities that over 800 people have now been confirmed dead in that area. Let's bring in Lise Doucette, who's there for us in Jerusalem as we stay with these pictures. Uh, day four of this, and absolutely no let-up, Lise, in terms of the Israeli response. Israeli response and uh, Hamas uh, response, it, it was extraordinary that we heard at about 3.30 local time that they were going to attack uh, the area of Ashkelon in retaliation for Israeli bombardment of Gaza. And right, right on time, local time, 5 o'clock, there was a rain of rockets into Ashkelon. You were reporting them earlier in the program. And now comes Israel's retaliation. Last night was reported as the night of the most intense aerial bombardment of Gaza. And now, uh, as, as the night draws in, it looks like it will be another night the same. Last night, Israel said it hit 2,400 Hamas targets. Uh, we know that they have said, Prime Minister Netanyahu has said they will hit everything to do with Hamas. They want to, to try to degrade or destroy all of their in infrastructure. We, our, our viewers will have seen the comments by our reporter in Gaza, Rushdie Abu Alouf. He's been there for 20 years reporting from Gaza, which means that he's reported on a lot of wars. And he said last night was the most frightening night that he and his family, the families who living in their building, had ever lived through. 
Yes, it was a really graphic account he gave uh, on the BBC a little earlier. He even filmed when he got outside some of the damage uh, in Gaza. He described it at one stage as looking like an earthquake had struck. Now, the Prime Minister said uh, around this time yesterday uh, it was only the beginning. In terms of options for the Israelis, what is still available to them? A lot is available to them. We heard from the Prime Minister, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, last night warning that Israel's airstrikes that we've been discussing, that our viewers have been seeing in the live shots from Gaza, was only the beginning of a war. He said Israel was now engaging nothing less, he said, than to ensure Israel's survival. As we've been reporting, most of that military activity over the past few days has centered around Ashkelon, around the southern border, where it's given that the Israelis say they have recovered so far 1,500 bodies of Hamas fighters, those who managed to penetrate what was always regarded as an impenetrable fence with so many, uh, you know, high-tech sensors, drones, T-walls, watchtowers, meant to keep Hamas away from firing rockets, from entering, and, of course, uh, Hamas was able to overcome all of that. We heard from Israel earlier today. They believe they have secured uh, that border with the Gaza Strip, although they admit it, there may still be ways for Hamas fighters to penetrate. But once they feel they have that area under control, they will intensify the bombardment, try to, to diminish Hamas's uh, cap capabilities in the Gaza Strip, while all the while preparing for what is widely expected to be highly dangerous, um, highly risky, but what Israel now believes is highly necessary, a ground incursion of the kind they haven't undertaken since they pulled out their troops from Gaza yes. in 2005. Briefly, Lise, because uh, we've been hearing from some of the families uh, about loved ones taken hostage, how much real pressure is growing on Benjamin Netanyahu in terms of trying to get uh, those citizens back? Huge pressure. Israel always regards it as absolutely vital to bring every Israeli home. They negotiated for five years to get one Israeli soldier, Gilad Shalit, uh, out of Hamas' hands. This time, the situation is different. Because of Hamas's assault on Israel and so many lives lost, that may change uh, the dynamics a bit, but they'll do everything possible. But it is a process fraught with risk.